Upsiders podcast. My name is Victoria Jones and I'm in the business of empowering people to become successful business leaders and influencers. Through this podcast, I want to equip you with the knowledge and inspiration needed to take your own business to the next level, build your brand and fast track your entrepreneurial journey. I'll be interviewing the world's most successful business leaders, innovators and influencers. We'll delve deep into how they kickstarted their business, the tips they've learned along the way and reveal what it takes to succeed. Today, I'm really excited because I'm interviewing life coach and strategist Simone Lee. Over the past 15 years, Simone has become one of Australia's most influential life strategists and holistic practitioners. She's built a global reputation for helping her clients build simple, practical tools to navigate positive changes in their lives and achieve a state of harmony and happiness. Everyone I've interviewed on this podcast talks about the importance of personal development And all leading entrepreneurs, top politicians and elite sports stars say that having a coach, mentor or someone championing championing them on their journey is the key to their success. Um, I clearly need a, uh, one of those people that do the sound speech speech therapist. Um, and it's yeah very special to have someone here today because she's someone who's been extremely influential in helping me on my journey as a business owner and in my personal life too she's helped me to achieve my business and personal goals by guiding me in the right direction being a sounding board and brainstorming ideas when I hit a roadblock so I hope this interview today will uncover some ways to overcome any self-limiting beliefs that you may have, help you to conquer your dreams in business and help you to kickstart your journey as an entrepreneur too. So welcome, Simone. Thanks, Vic. How nice to be today. here. I'm good, thank you. It's nice to have you at WeWork. Usually we're at your um, office. Yeah, office, but your office is a very spiritual, special place, yeah, I think. It's a bit so, yeah. <laughs> So this feels very corporate, but we'll try and keep oh, the interview. beautiful to walk across Hyde Park today. I haven't done it for ages. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. the city's got a good vibe, I think. Yeah. It's a good, got a good atmosphere. It's hustling and bustling. I'm like, whoa, I haven't been here for a while. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice when you can dip in and out. I think if I had to do every day in the city would be a little bit relentless, I think. Just well, all the people. The luxury, don't you? Yeah, a bit of both. <laughs> work from home and come into the office, which is nice. Um, so back to the beginning, how did you um, become a life strategist? Um, I, ac- I stumbled on it accidentally. I was working um, in corporate. I was a senior account manager and going to see all my clients. And I was doing that for about four years. And I got to know my clients on a personal level and they'd start divulging really personal issues to me. Um, things that were going wrong in their personal life or business life, asking for my opinion, what they, what I could suggest. Wow, and it just came out of... It was just coming out there afterwards. I'd be like, how am I going to close this sale now? (laughs) That's so personal. But they'd ring me up later and say it really helped them. They moved through those stumbling blocks. And I went, hmm, maybe I'll get a life coach for me and see how that works. And then I started researching about coaching and I decided to study the course and get coaching while I was studying. So I left my full-time work, went and studied coaching and got coached myself and then started my business. Right. Well, because lots of people I know will be listening to this in their corporate job thinking, I'm not happy, I want to quit and start my business. And, you know, you either there's two ways you do it. You either just quit and go for it and there's a train of thought that people say that's really the best way to do it because you throw everything in and other people that say to do it as a transition build it up while you're still in your job I think what you did sounds sounds a good way because you you did some training and then went in um I just I think that it also depends on your personality and how you can help yourself support yourself during a because that's a massive transition to go from corporate to being your own boss to having to find clients. So I think it depends on your personality, what your skill set is already yeah, and what you're moving into. So you think if you're moving into something that you've already know or got skills in, it can be a quicker process or...? Uh, not a quicker pro- – it can be a, definitely a quicker process, but I mean on the emotional level, yeah. you've already done some of the, 
the sort of processes or programs that you understand. So coming from a, a senior account manager, there is sales involved. Yeah. There is one-on-one building that core relationship with people. So I just transferred some of those skills and working autonomously as well within my um, portfolio, I transferred those skills into coaching. Okay. That's what I meant as in if you've got some skills that you can cross over and you're okay to jump in and know that it can be scary, do it. Yeah. But if you're one that needs to know where you're going, do a little bit of research, a little bit of um, planning so that you have your steady ground. Yeah. yeah. I know when I started my business, I always worked for big publishing companies and um, TV networks. So yeah. realized I had to go and work in a small business. So worked in a small publishing business for a year. And then that gave me the confidence to understand. Yeah. Yes, I did it. Yeah. did it slowly and... And then built, you know, as I was knew it was coming to an end, that contract. That um, gave you the platform to go, I can do this. Yeah, exactly. And then realised, yeah, I think I can. It's just the self-belief then, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I, I can do this. Self-belief is a huge thing. Yeah, I think that's number one thing, actually. I was going to one of the questions later was definitely around um, self-belief and how you can, you know, believe in yourself more, particularly when starting a business, you've got to have so much self-belief. And I know when I first started, I look back and think, gosh, I didn't really believe in myself. I must have believed in myself a bit to be able to do it, but definitely um, in terms of my self-worth. And I did so many things for free just because I was so excited that I was running my own business. (laughs) We all do that. Don't worry. We all do that when we first start off. And it's, it's the, the feedback, feedback that you get from doing those free things as well that makes you go, yeah, I can do this. gives you a bit of confidence, but as long as you don't do that for too long because yeah. it starts to eat away at your finances as well. Yeah, that's true. And then you start to maybe resent it eventually, don't you, it's, which is really You're unhealthy. You're like, how did I get myself into this mess? Yeah. yeah. So when you started, did you sort of get a few clients? How did it? it grow into what it is today um so when i first started you do case studies right when you're learning so you have to do all the practice case studies so i was doing all of those and they were friends yeah did a couple of family members but that didn't work out too well <laughs> i'm not surprised too, <laughs> too close to home. Yeah. so i was like okay i'm not going in that direction and what happened was with the friends i did friends and then some friends of friends and they got results so I immediately got referrals straight away, which was brilliant. Yeah. And then I just had to fine-tune my own style because you are developing your own style when you were, um, start off by yourself. Yeah, because you probably didn't have one exact, you know, well, I guess there isn't for life coaching. Like no. this is this is how it works, cut and paste technique. Yeah. Do, do you have, a, have you developed now a few different techniques yeah I've, over the years because it's actually 16 years now oh 16 2003 wow. I'm like oh my god I'm getting old but um what happened was when I first started you know the first year was developing understanding how to really work with people what their needs are and then what I did was I worked out my own program my own style and I based it on the mind how we think the emotions the heart how we're feeling all the time and the physical body and working getting in alignment with that with values values are like the foundation of everything yeah that's the foundation work for self-belief okay so doing your values because i know when oh i made you do yeah you (laughs) when i first started working with you and um it was something i hadn't even thought about i'm sure people listening are thinking values like oh yeah I've got good family values or you know but actually drilling down into what are my five core values that I want to live my life by yeah I think was so important and powerful we've got generic values like we've got um our cultural values we've got family values and where we grew up at those values so they're all values that are kind of conditioned onto us thrown onto us and we make them generic and we just think yep 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 they're fine But what happens is values are basically wants, needs and desires that we want more of or that aren't met. Yeah. So when we we drill down and find out what your values are and work them out, then you have a a direction plan. You have every direction you start moving and you say, is that in alignment with my values? Is it meeting my needs, my desires? So every time it just helps you 
Um, be discerning in your decisions, be discerning in your opportunities, and also be discerning in the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah, I think looking at, you know, they say you're the makeup of the five people you spend the most time yes. with. Yeah. So um, yeah. definitely looking at, you know, their values and do they align with with what you're doing as yeah. well? It's not to get rid of friends that aren't necessarily in alignment with your values, but it's to also understand that you don't always have to agree. You can accept that they've got a different point of view because their values are different. Their direction in life is different. Yeah. And so when, when you have that clear understanding, it sorts out a lot of miscommunication, misunderstandings, can save you a hell of a lot of fights. Yeah. Arguments. <laughs> you're like, okay, you're just different to me, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and that's the beauty of life, isn't it? Wouldn't it yes. be boring if we're all the same? the same? Or you just surrounded yourself with people, yeah, you're so right, that were just exactly the same. Like, you just... There's no movement forward, there's no yeah. growth then. Because we do need that bit of challenge yeah. to make us grow. Definitely. got to be a little bit hungry to grow. Yeah, and yeah. you want someone to question you and push you a little bit, don't you? Yeah. Push you. It also confirms when someone says to you, why are you doing that? That's ridiculous or that doesn't sound right. And you explain it to them. We all get little aha moments and going, wow, I do want to do this. Wow, this is what I can say what I want to do. Yeah. And that also helps with self-belief, self-worth and giving you that foundation as well that I can express what I want and where I'm going. Yeah, and I think that's so important when you're starting a business too is to get the foundations right. Yes. You know, is this whole business aligned with my values, values and purpose? You see, you know, with globally successful businesses, they have a really strong set of values, don't they? And yeah. A mission Definitely. statement. That De- mission statement. It's what we did with you, remember? Well, I'm like, let's do some values for your business. And you're like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's worked. Then you'll attract the right clients, the right people to work with you. Yeah, you know, and I think employing people too, like whenever I've interviewed someone, I've actually asked them what their values are and and they've come back to me, you know, with what their values are. You made them think, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's been really good though because it's made me, you know, you can look and be like, right, yeah, that's a, that's a good fit. Yeah. And you can also see from their values whether they're, um, thinkers. Um, so we've got, you know, visual people, auditory, you've got kinesthetic or feelers, but with thinker, with the visual, the mind, I should say, you've got two parts of that. You've got the visual people, then you've got the thinkers, which, you know, we call auditory digital, which are analyzers. Right. Okay. Okay. And how can you know which one you are? Well, when you're talking, it's your style of communication. You're talking in one of those four genres. Okay, so I, I'm quite kinesthetic, but I'm able to bounce between all of them. So I'll always say like, oh, I feel like this. This makes me feel, I feel like this glass of water. Oh, look at this. It's so pretty. It makes me feel, I'm talking about my glass. Yeah, well, it's got a crystal in it. It does look pretty. Yeah. So it, I'm talking in feelings, Yeah. in emotions. Right. So that's what a kinesthetic person is. Um, pers- a person that's audio is always, has a rhythm in how they speak. So if you think of a Shakespeare play, there's a rhythm in how they talk. And that's how they lock in information. It's like a wave through sound. And someone that's visual is always like, I see. Can you see what I mean? Are you getting the big picture? And then someone that's auditory digital, a thinker, they are so pausing and that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. They're more, they're still visual, but it's more graphs, more numbers is how a, a auditory digital person yeah. sees or thinks in. Interesting. And I guess being aware of what you are and then you can... Do you yeah. know what you are? Did we talk about what you are? Um, I would have said I'm a thinker, like an overthinker, um, but visual too. Yeah, you, you can have... You, what we can do is we're all, all of them, but yeah. we have a dominant one and usually one very close behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think it is important to identify that definitely as well because it feeds into how you're going to speak to clients and and run your business, basically. And it really helps when you can recognise it in other clients or other people that you switch your mode of language yeah. to match theirs. And then it's like, oh, they're getting me. The person's like, oh, they're getting me. They understand what I'm saying. 
all you've done is switch the style of communication so it's on their level. Yeah, it wasn't that to do with that NLP, that yes. um, NLP, neuro uh, linguistic programming. I need to yeah. speak. <laughs> Something in the air today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I heard that, that someone said, look, just practice it when you meet a client and if they're very loud and you know match them with that yeah and, that um, was in Bahar's book remember ah rescue me yeah rescue, rescue me yeah so I wrote that little ah, oh, yeah, okay that's yeah, yeah. So, so um it definitely works because it, it works. just someone's like they're like oh they totally get me and they you know it works wonderfully in interviews it works beautifully in um because I've been out of the corporate world for a while now what is it when you get a review when testimonial no when you when you go to your boss and they do like a review and see if you get a pay rise I forgot a kpi that. i wish i had one of them <laughs> get me a pay rise please yeah and um, when you're doing that and you can recognize your boss or the person that's giving you that review and you can speak in their language my goodness you can work some magic yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a site they say copies people's body language and i have tried that but sometimes i do wonder do they know that I'm, I'm being socially awkward now? Is it, it's, it's, there's a subtle art to that without being overtly mirroring that person. Yeah. And the thing you want to do is you want to match and mirror. And if you're holding the presentation or holding the meeting, you want to start leading so that they start matching you. Yeah, okay. So they're, they're, it, it does take a little subtle, bit of practice yeah. and it is very subtle. Because I remember trying to do it on a date once. And <laughs> I, he never asked me for another date. So I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing that on a date. No, it didn't work. I'd heard that if you show the inside of your wrist, it's... Um, yeah, well, all the vulnerable, part, vulnerable parts, the wrist, the throat, that's why you see women flicking their hair, they're yeah. exposing their neck, and that's very vulnerable and you know, slightly erotic part of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work for me. Clearly it was um, <laughs> too much for the guy, <laughs> poor guy. It's all right. That, that might have been to your blessing. blessing. Well, yes. it was to your blessing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're married now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so have you seen more of a trend? Because I think, you know, back, you know, a few years ago, maybe people wouldn't talk about having a life coach as much. It's a relatively you know, new thing that people um, say, oh, I've got a business coach or a life coach or a yeah. wealth coach. Exactly. Have you seen that being a trend that people are more willing to talk about, that they have help with some of their issues or support for, you know, their business and their life? Definitely, definitely. When I first started, it was a very smaller niche. And then, boom, within three or four years, it just went crazy it started off in the States, so that's right. where I first found out about coaching. Yeah. And then when I studied it, it was very new. I, I was researching all the different schools. There's only two or three schools now. There's, like, quite a few schools you can go to. And um, people have opened up to it more because it's different to therapy, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more acceptable. Plus, there's a difference. It's about moving forward or how to expand yourself grow yourself yeah rather That's, than dwelling on it's you know both are needed yeah and it's where you're at and what you want yeah so if you're wanting movement if you're wanting action if you're wanting results that's where coaching comes in but depending on what you want because i like to work more with the emotional side so emotional intelligence yeah that works beautifully with business as well yeah because i've really i really feel like since starting my business i've had to grow personally a lot as well it's yeah. really forced me to to look at some of the you know patterns I have or self-limiting beliefs I have because uh, otherwise it gets reflected in your business yes and, uh, well it's all about energy as well isn't it yeah when you're contracting your energy because you don't feel safe or you don't feel confident you're actually withdrawing from connecting with people yeah so we can walk past someone we can feel when they're angry we don't know them but we're like oh, I'm just sidestepping that person yeah, yeah, but, but when, when someone's, someone's laughing or really happy, that happy energy is contagious, and you just smile back and you're like, oh, yeah, realize I was doing that. So that's what it is. It's all energy as well with the businesses, as what you're attracting, um, how your state is. Yeah, is directly you can see it from what you're attracting into your business. So yes. if you're stuck, I know when I get sick, unwell, all of a sudden appointments start to just drop. Really just yep. just 
just like that quickly. And I'm like, oh, I can recover, take two or three days off and then bang, I can come back up and then booking all the way in again. Right. So yeah. it's like you think that energy you're giving off a, I yeah. need to do some self-care. Self-care, self-time, um, just reflect on myself, see where I'm going, what I'm doing, and then I'll bounce back up again yeah Yeah. and how do we stay in you know because obviously there's days sometimes where you feel a bit unmotivated or your energy is not as not as high and I know you can do things like some you taught me how to do the superwoman (laughs) pose which um I know I did a big event recently and just before I was in the toilet doing um, actually, it was really awkward because I was Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yes. That was it. So <laughs> I was in, but it was awkward because I was in the toilet doing Wonder Woman, yeah. and I'd also been mic'd up by the videographer, and I was also going, "Yes, yes, I can do this. Yes." So I was psyching myself well, up. Well, yeah. And afterwards, firstly, I came out the toilet, and there was someone else <laughs> in the bathroom, so that was embarrassing. <laughs> and then the videographer after Wes, he said, "Were you?" what were you doing in the toilet then? And I was like, oh, that's my little, you know, routine to get, get, get you on stage. Yeah. But I know that that can help shift energy. Is there something, you the know, thing every is day? The thing is to practice daily. Yeah. Because, you know, confidence, it's a discipline and it's to be, it's a skill that we learn and we need to practice it every day, just a little bit like exercise or eating healthy or having that clear mindset of what you want to do today. Yeah. So little things like I always say body language is a really quick way to shift a negative mindset. Right. Yeah. So your body posture, someone that's a little bit down will always have their shoulders hunched and their eyes lowered. Yeah. If you look up at the sky, it's very hard to feel down. Because you've got light coming in or you're just no, looking because, up? No, because of the way your body posture is, sitting up straight, of course, and you're looking up, it opens up the airway. Yeah. Okay, so we breathe deeper. You might do a, but you tend to release some of that stress as you're looking up. That's a great little tip people can do just at their desk if you're having. Yeah, you just look up. It can look up at the ceiling. It doesn't have to be the sky. But when you're looking up, it shifts the muscles in the mind, right? Yeah. When we're sad or angry, we don't look up. No, you go into a little ball. Yeah, you look and you want to hide. When you look up, you expose yourself. And to do that, you have to find strength to go forward. Yeah. Yeah, so again, it goes to our nervous system, the sympathetic, the fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah? So you just look up, you shift that state, that energy state within your body. And if you want to put your hands on your hips and a few deep breaths into the navel, you will shift it like the Wonder Woman pose. That we're right, about. okay. Yeah. That's a good little tip that people can do. Every day, really. Every day. You, you know, there's other ones you can look in the mirror, but if you're not visual, it's very hard to gain that. And some people don't like looking at themselves in the mirror, which is fine. So you've got to find out what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And another one is um, standing up with your hands on your hips and just kicking your legs up, but to the opposite side. Oh, like a little can-can Yes, can-can ones. What that does, it integrates your left and right brain. Okay, so is that like your yin and yang energy? Yeah, it's like your your yin and yang energy, but it's also the brains. You know, some people are more um, right, left brain dominant, which means they're right-handed usually, things like that, so they're more analytical. This is just very generic. The right side of the brain, more creative. It blends them together so that you can find opportunity, you can find solutions and and direction so these little things train the mind to move in a a stronger mindset yeah a more positive way that's a great little thing and it carries your emotional state as well so it lifts it up yeah being dragged out and then you attract the right things into your life yeah (laughs) and you get clear on what you want to attract to yeah and i think that's the important point is that lots of people don't actually know what they want like they that's the hard part. Yeah, and I think I, I know you've helped with me with that, like working out, defining exactly what it is. It's um, decluttering the mind. That's yeah. all it is. Simplifying. Yes, yeah, simplify, simplify. Yeah. yeah, and then you can always change or expand. But if you get it down to basics, and like I always say, step one, two, and three, you're like, <sighs> and then four, five, and six just present themselves. Yeah, because you can get overwhelmed, and I think. 
particularly people starting their own business or how do I grow my business? There's so many different things you can do, especially marketing-wise these days, like, oh, you should go to be on Instagram and start a podcast and do video content and can be quite overwhelming. Whereas I say to people, what do you love doing? Like, what's one of one of the things you love? Is it taking pictures? Um, so Instagram would be good for you. Is mm-hmm. it, I really like interviewing people, so a podcast is a good way um, to promote my business and also meet really interesting people. We'll see, that's where you'll be able to treat a digital person to think a little analyse, I guess. Yeah, we can work all this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's good for, it can be overwhelming, so it's good to just, like you say, simplify and yeah. focus on... Pick a few one to things. three, yeah. So, so even if with social media, media, if you want to just start off with one, try one and really go with that, or then you can add on another one and go with that, and then you can see what's working, what's not, and then you add on from there. Yeah, and I think do do that one thing and do it really well. Like lots of people talk about having a niche in business as well, like what's your um, core service or offering. Yeah. Um, I know you started as a life strategist, but you've evolved a lot, haven't you? And you're, yes. you're now an animal communicator as well. That started happening at the same time too. Did it? Okay. Yeah. So you start and then how did you discover that route? Did you just suddenly... Well, no, it was really weird that, well, that one, it's kind of like how coaching happened. Yeah. Like people would come and say to me, oh, my animal's sick. Oh, and they'd show me photos and I'd be like, oh, I think it's their tooth, the back of their tooth. They're going, why do you say that? I said, I'm just getting an achy tooth. They'd take it to the vet. The vet wow. would say that tooth needs to come out. So it just happened like that. Gosh. And then I just developed it further. So, and it's all energy though. And it's all, both coaching and animal communication is all about self-connection. Yeah. And being aware of your own energy states. Because you have to be really grounded and really centred to be able to talk to animals or communicate with animals. Otherwise, they're like, buzz off. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And to really make a difference in somebody else's life, um, especially with coaching, I have to be really centred and grounded again to see what's going on with them. But it's not just their words I'm listening to. It's their body language, but also their energy around them. Is it prickly? Is it calm? Is it working for them? Is it supportive? So I can feel and see all that as well. Right. And you've, that's from years of training that you've learned. Just, just the style that I've developed, yeah. Yeah. And it's, so do you see when you see someone coming, you can sort of see their energy field? Yes. Wow. Yes. I don't always tell people because people are like, can you see this? Can you see that? I'm like, no, just relax. I'm you tell me what's going on. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's amazing. I mean, because you do, people do tune into, you You know when someone's, you've left someone, you feel quite drained or yes. um, uplifted. And I think, yeah, being aware of that, particularly in business. In business, uh, I think it's also good to know, as I said, you know, whether you're mind-orientated, emotional or physically orientated. Um, physically orientated, the person's quite robust. They've got this, let's go, let's go, this energy of push, push, push yeah. about them. If you're quite emotional, um, it's like someone who wears their heart on their sleeve. They're always expressing, which is fantastic, but they're usually big givers as well. Yeah. But for those type of people, we need to work with boundaries because they're not very strong on their emotional boundaries. And yeah. that's where you get drained. Right, okay. Interesting. Your people are all people. Takers will recognise someone that's a giver, and then latch on to. Yep, it's like a little plug-in, PowerPoint plug-in to that giver, and they're just taking. Some do it consciously, some do it subconsciously. So it's not necessarily an evil thing, but it's it's give and take. And I feel for givers or people that wear their heart on their sleeve, it's very important to see how much energy they're giving off or sharing. Yeah. So good, strong, energetic boundaries, but also mindset boundaries are important. Yeah, and getting that mindset right, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Is that a theme that you see a lot with people is um, through your coaching, is it their mindset, you know, what sort of common problems come up again and again? Is it to do with mindset? Um, definitely, definitely mindset. It's, it's like they haven't learned some of the tools or tricks of the trade to support them during the low times or the long times. Yeah. Um, times when you've had a challenge, because we all, it doesn't matter. Life is challenging at times. It's just how it is. If you don't have those skills, 
it, it can really demoralise you. And you're like, I'm a failure. I've done the wrong thing. I've made mistakes. We all make mistakes. That's okay. And I always say, it doesn't matter how many times you fall over. It's how to know how to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and go, let's go again. Yeah. That's the whole key. The, most people go, I'm, I'm avoiding the fall over. I'm saying get dirty. Yeah. That's going to happen. The more you try to avoid it, the bigger it gets. The it gets the bigger stumble. in your mind. Yeah. yeah. You can feel it building then. The harder you? you fall as well. So instead of letting that chip away at your confidence, give yourself permission to stumble. You know, it doesn't have to be a big fall. Whoa, okay, I learned that. I'm not going to do that again. How did it feel? Did it feel supportive? Are you aware of the, the tools that you use to support yourself, to pick yourself up? and move forward again because yeah. they're life skills. Yeah, well, it builds resilience. Yeah. And, um, and often when you do have a fall or, you know, you, see, I don't see it as a failure so much in, in business now. It's a learning when you try something that doesn't work how you expected or wanted it to. You, yeah, I think it, it's not as bad as you, you think it's going to be if no. it doesn't work out. And the other thing is sometimes you need that step of stumbling or falling to get you to the next level. Yeah. Because otherwise you're still going down the wrong path. You're still doing the same thing and there's no evolution or growth in your business. Yeah. Because, you know, if I had stayed with that straight style of coaching, I wouldn't have moved into animal communication or the, this type of coaching that I do now. So I do it with the clinical hypnotherapy. I love that. I include that. Co- my coaching style as well, whether it's waking hypnosis or you go un- fully under. Yeah. It's like it's always working. It's always incorporating. Use that with animals too. Ah, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do that. And I think that's really important in business is to be open to, you know, the idea that you're going to start your business. Like you, you know, for example, I've started as a blogger agent, then mm-hmm. it became influencer marketing, and now it's becoming. Um, training and development for people that want to start their own business and I think being open to how your business will evolve because generally what started you know 10 years ago is not going to be the same business. I I don't know many people that are at that same place or haven't uh, incorporated other avenues or opportunities with their business as well. I think you have to be open to that you know start with something but you know, it will it will evolve and it will change. I think, especially in today's world, you need to be receptive to changes, don't you? And exactly, if you hadn't gone through those um, different businesses, you wouldn't be able to train new businesses coming up because you had to experience that yourself. Yeah, and the swap and the change. You go, it's okay, it's fine. You're finding your style, you're growing, you're developing, and you're getting smarter. Yeah. And the thing is, and just do it, I say to people too, like a lot of people talk about it a lot, about wanting to do these things, but they don't do it or they're waiting for it to be perfect. How how would you say to people to just have that confidence to make the initial? Well, I always say perfection. Well, perfectionism keeps you in the slow lane. Yeah. It does. And you're always bringing an energy of hesitation. Because n- nothing's perfect, is it? Nothing's perfect and, you know, who wants perfection? It's the blemishes, the quirkiness that makes everything, that makes life interesting, that makes a person interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, that makes even a business interesting, that little quirk, that little thing that's different. You're like, oh, I want to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, and I think people, even like on videos, we were talking before about doing yeah. online video programs, and I think um, a lot of the influencers I've worked with, they, they've some of them have gone to employ a videographer to go and do all their work. And I say, actually, people don't want, per- they want to see like a few little bloopers and slip-ups because it's more relatable, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's what we were talking about, about earlier, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just going to do video ones on my iPhone. <laughs> exactly and i think people they like that they like that the, rawness yeah it's yeah. real isn't it yeah exactly otherwise it's too edited and too and polished too perfect yeah. which i think those days of photoshopping and i know in magazines it was always about making the perfect image and it just 
doesn't it, exist. It doesn't exist and everything's moving too fast now for that as well. And you can miss a lot by staying in that perfectionism state yeah. or mindset. Yeah, that's a definitely self-limiting. Yeah, um, one, it costs a lot. It does cost a hell of a lot to make everything perfect if you're talking about videos. But two, the momentum's a lot slower. Yeah. And that's why I say perfectionism keeps you in the slow lane. And so how have you grown and developed your brand and business? I was, when I first started, so websites were just becoming the norm when I started. Like, they were out. They were definitely out. And... Um, a girlfriend of mine was in IT and she said to me, can I do your website And I think I had four pages on my website. And so I started off with that. But it was mainly through referrals that I really grew um, my business. Yeah. And it, and it got so that it was going um, national then. So I'd say within the first two years it was going national that way. And then, um, you know, I started doing all my social media, clients would move overseas and then they'd start referring me and they'd want to do Skype calls and things like that. So that's how I went global as well, which was wonderful. So it's giving your customers what they want, basically. For me, that worked really well. And then the branding behind it was um, Sarah, my PR person, who's very lovely. She was my client initially. And then because she does that, I was like, can you please, can we work together? Oh, she's great. She's, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, very experienced. She's, she's really built my brand up, I'd say, the last... I've been working with her six years now. How long I've been working with her. Yeah. So she's really brought it up to a more professional, say, polished a little bit. Well, level. she's worked with everyone from, like, Carla Zampatti to Camilla to some amazing... Yeah. Um, amazing people, so... So she's gone off on her own and started the comms that way. So she's really given me the heads up on that because you don't know what you don't know right and you can't know everything yeah so that's where I say if you don't know something find somebody that knows it find what someone that's a little bit of an expert or knowledgeable in that field and work with them yeah and you don't have to employ them um, you can just work with them on a project basis exactly there's upworks there's um upworks are brilliant yeah for, i know you you said you recommended that to me actually and um i found by upworks. yeah <laughs> you can find an, a virtual assistant on yeah. there copywriters everything everything yeah. you can find on there and yeah now you can put everything online it's just an exchange of email and it's done. It's very quick. And especially cost efficient when you're starting a business, you don't want to be employing someone, paying their leave and super. Exactly. You don't can't afford that at the beginning. So using those, you know. That, that, that's the, their skills. And then per project, as you said, it makes life so easy. Yeah. It's like if we work, not we work, sorry, if Upworks was here like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Thank so you. Because I think I was very guilty of trying to do everything myself and, and clinging on to, oh, do that, I've got to do this, and then I'll learn that. And I think it's been so good when you just let go and go, right, I'm not very good at um, bookkeeping. Yeah, I'll get someone, to do, get someone to do that, for example. Oh, and um, why do something that you hate if you're really growing your business in the right direction? Yeah, because that yeah. time can be spent... Building your business, building your business. So those those things like bookkeeping or even if you want someone to do a little bit of your social media for you, find the right people. Yeah. Yeah. And get them to do it on, a, on your budget that works for you. Yeah, I agree. And what about also using your name? Because I know lots of people I've spoken to recently have been saying, shall I use my name for my business or shall I use come up with another name? Well, well, use your name, obviously. I use my name, Simone Lee. That was tricky because I used to use Align Body and Mind. Yeah. And you could hide behind it. That's true. Yeah, so it's like you have this, I felt for me, I had this protection. And then I was like, oh, just do Simone Lee. It's getting too complicated. People are like, who is this? And with Animal Communication, the two sites, I just merged them together as one. And it was Simone Lee. And then I was all of a sudden exposed all on social media because yeah. of Simone Lee and I'm like what what's private now <laughs> so it did take um a change in my mindset to be to, to work that way and I'm very happy that I did it but it took a, for me a good six months 
to adapt to that exposure. Yeah, and just in terms of, I guess you're putting yourself out there you're all the time. Out there all the time. I mean, you are with a business. I, I don't use my personal name. Um, it was insiders and now it's upsiders. I love it. Um, upsiders. Yeah, which is it's all around upskilling and yeah. it's a positive word. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd thought about using my name too, but I think for my business it works better. Upsiders, it's something. The other thing, if you use your own name, um, you become the brand. Yeah. Your face does become the brand. Not necessarily the logo or the slogan of Upsiders. You yeah. know what I mean? So that there is a difference and it's – if I was to rebrand, it's like it's just the logo, isn't it? Not the yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't rebrand So it's, it's, it's limiting in one sense but it's all-encompassing in the other, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it particularly works well for you as well. You it know. depends what you want. It's easy, yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, that's definitely a case-by-case thing for anyone listening I think particularly when the brand's very aligned to you and your coaching and your communication and your services it it really works and And if you've got a funny spelling of your first name um it's harder to find you as well (laughs) um if you've got a if you've got a different name business name yeah but that's good isn't it in for in terms of seo if you've got something that's a bit more unusual it's easier to search for Unless they have to spell it correctly. Have you had problems with that then? They're like, I can't find you. I've got, it's S-I-M-O-N-N-E. Yeah. And they always use one N. And then they can't find me. And they can't find me. There's all these other spells. Oh, you need to um, boycott those other ones. (laughs) It's all right. They don't do coaching. But they still find me. They'll just put in coach or animal communicator, then I come up. Yeah, well, you can get those terms now, can't you? Um, that's a whole other podcast, I think, SEO. Yep. SEO, oh, please, <laughs> I need to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it can be so powerful, I think, with all um, keywords. One tool, if, if anyone listening that's brilliant, is Answer the Public, and you can put in any subject. So you could put in animal communication or um, hemp, for example, depending on what your business is, and then it throws up a whole load of terms relating to that oh, of what people anybody, are searching answer the public and um and so yeah it's great for content ideas so it will come up with all these different Fantastic. things people are searching for relating to that topic so you can then serve content okay, i'm burning that people <laughs> people read <laughs> and so what's next for you now you've you know you've really grown grown your business and is it, do you want to scale it globally so you can Definitely reach more people? Definitely want to scale it globally. Um, doing, um, creating online courses yeah. so that people can access them and do the coaching more on, in their own time, their own style, and really niche it and make it simplified for them. Yeah. Um, creating more hypnosis. Right, okay. Recordings for people so that they can download. The more you listen to a hypnosis, the deeper it works into your subconscious yeah. and changing beliefs yeah, and motivating you. So if you can have them at home and they're generic and they really work for you, it's a cheaper way of doing it and it's more accessible. So yeah. you can listen to it as you fall asleep. Yeah, well, I've got one that you did for me that um, helps me fall asleep and I, I need to come and talk to you about hypnobirthing as well, apparently. Oh, yeah, that's that pretty good. Help. Yeah, with childbirth. I've done a bit of hypnobirthing and it's made a massive difference. Yeah. Yeah, I want to add to the list. <laughs> <laughs> and is there anyone that sort of helped you on your journey? I know when you started, you had a, you said you, you know, had your own life coach, which is important. So, do you have mentors or inspirational? I have um, inspirational people around me that really support me and motivate me, and I bounce ideas off. Yeah, I also um, have colleagues, so I, I meet up with colleagues. I've been in my field, whether it's clinical hypnotherapy coaching. And stuff um, and share s- skills and ideas. Skill with them. sets definitely, and usually every two years I'll do a course. Right, okay. So like a personal build, development course um, or? to do in my field. Yeah. So um, yeah, to do in my field, so it increases my tool base. Yeah, and I get to work with other colleagues as well while we're doing the course, which is brilliant. So. All of that really inspires me. The teachers that I go to are quite inspirational to me as well. So I'm like, I want to learn from these people. I love the work that they do. And then, you know, the community groups afterwards that you have 
and, and um, feedback that you get, the support that you get in like the Facebook groups and stuff like that. I love that. Yeah, they're great. There's so many groups out there that really um, like make the whole journey less um, lonely, which it can be at times. We were talking um, on a podcast a few weeks ago around, yeah, having a community of people and, and we work where we are now is is great because – yeah, you can just also, you know, talk to someone next to you and they might be able to help your business or exactly you know, if you've got a problem sometimes just to share it and then someone can say, Well, I've struggled with that too and this is how I got over it. And and, and that's that's, 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 that's what, what I'm saying. saying. It's, it's like, like you're knowing how to support yourself, move through your travels as a business developer, business growing your business. Yeah. Or developing your business. So WeWorks works beautifully for that. Yeah, I think so. And helping, you know, that's why I want to help other people. What are some of the things that I've learnt along the way and, you know, which you've shared today as well. I think um hopefully people can apply. You know, even if it's just a simple thing like looking up. Um yeah. when looking they're, up when they're breathing into the navel. Breathing into the navel is really, really important. If you just, just want to think about, about it when we're conceived, every bit of life that we receive is through the umbilical cord in the navel. Everything until we grow, until we come out, until we're birthed. Yeah. Right? And what we don't do is we've forgotten the simple technique, the simple subtle art of breathing into the navel that alleviates so much anxiety, so much stress. It brings a lot of um, fresh oxygen to every part of the body, travels through the blood system. But it also calms the nervous system down. Yeah. The body, the body can release serotonin. By breathing deeply into, into the, the tummy. That's all it is. Shallow breath around the top part of the chest. I think I've spoken to you about this. Like uh, just above the, the bus line, the chest yeah. line, um, is, a, is a panic, is a fight or flight breath. And in that breath, it stimulates us to release cortisol. Um adrenaline and to have that going all the time the nervous system is working on overdrive and then it can't switch off it can't come down so you slip into the habit and we create the habit within the body which trips the mind which trips the emotional state of staying in that anxious state yeah and you see it so you know most people i feel like are living in that state it's like it's just such a, it's so short that if you can just breathe down into the belly, like singers, they have to work on their breath. Right? Yeah. They, they know how to breathe. It's not saying that they don't get stressed or anxious, but, you know, you've got the skill of really having that deep breath, of being able to expand the lungs, hold the breath even just for a minute or two. Yeah. If you can hold the breath on an inhale or on an exhale, that space of holding allows the mind to declutter yeah definitely i think that's why meditations become such a huge thing in the corporate world now people are just they've reached their their tipping point haven't they and i think yeah now that's become i know headspace that app is you know lots of people use that and i've used that um it's really good if you can't meditate try mindfulness at first because mindfulness is the entry point to meditation so just being mindful every day of just mindful, grounding yourself? Or? Mindful is more like you might close your eyes and just listen to the sounds for a minute around you and observe what you're listening to. You can also observe the sounds of inside your body, your heartbeat, your breathing, your air pressure as it changes as you breathe. Or just staring out and looking like that at that painting but looking at the lines, the definition, the shading, things like that all the material I'm sitting down on my legs and how it feels and, and what you do is you focus on a, and pinpoint one thing that you're going to focus and observe yeah very powerful I was actually listening to a podcast you know Oprah's soul session oh, such a good um podcast it'd be great to have her on the show if she's listening yeah. <laughs> but <Welcome>. she, <laughs> she um she was interviewing someone about stillness and in the stillness that's when we have most clarity. And Yeah, um, exactly. Stillness, though, is something that everyone runs away from. Yeah, why do we? It's Because um, um, stillness is, it can be very scary. It's quite confronting. It's, it's, it's spacious, but some people feel emptiness. And that emptiness you can translate 
to loneliness or aloneness when it's just, I just say it's spacious. Yeah. It's like space outside the earth. So it, it can be a bit scary, but if you can change your definition of what it means, you can really slip into it beautifully. Yeah, I think if you say you're creating space rather than just... Yeah, emptiness. emptiness, which is yeah, not not a great word, is it? No, you just change the definition of something, and that's really easy to do. That's what we do with mindset yeah. as well. You just change the definition of something that's triggering you or not working for you with a different word, and you can just flow right into it so beautifully. Yeah, and I think that's where you've really helped me, and I hope through this podcast other people will see that if you shift your perspective. Yeah. Um, you can make some incredible changes. Yeah, you've hit quite a few goals. I'm so happy to see. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. And what about if people want to come and um, have your coaching? Where should they find you? What's they the can best? find me on my site, so simonlee.com, and it's S-I-M-O-N-E-L-W-E.com. And then um, we can have a chat and we can see what program works for you best. Okay, depending on what your needs are. Yeah. Yeah, and as I say, highly recommended. Oh, thank you, Ben. <laughs> thank Thanks you. for being on the show. We just got um, a final five questions that we asked okay. um, everyone, and you'll be very good at this. The first idea that comes to your head is always the best answer. Uh, biggest challenge or hurdle that you've overcome? That the, the world is limitless and not to get too excited. I, I simplify. <laughs> <laughs> Simplify. <laughs> uh, daily habit that helps you stay motivated. Really grounding myself and centering every day and connecting to me. Advice to your younger self. Chill out. Don't be in such a hurry. <laughs> a good habit or skill to develop in business. Being able to uh, change your style of communication. You'll hear others a lot easier as well. Switch it up sort of thing. Okay. And an influencer is dot, dot, dot. How would you finish that sentence? An influencer is someone that's able to inspire themselves and really know how to get through some of the tough times and share that with others or challenges, share that with others. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed this interview, please rate it or write a review. And if this has inspired you um, to turn your business dreams into reality, then get in touch and find out about our business programs by emailing me at vic at upsiders.co. And um, do subscribe to the Upsiders podcast so you can stay tuned for more upcoming interviews, advice and inspiration from business leaders, influencers and innovators. Thanks, everyone. Bye.